Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Man, I always enjoy doing Inside the Huddle. Welcome into Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Zach Weiss, our producer today. I'm Steve Russell. 392-8255. And you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, today, Sean Kelly, the voice of the Gators, will join us. Bottom of the hour, Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, will join us. I, I want to get ahead of the game here a little bit because the schedule for sports scene is going to change uh, over the next week because uh, I am going to be attending my high school reunion and uh, going to see my mom. So I'm going to take a little time off. Uh, it's an odd time to take time off. I normally would not do it, but uh, this is a big reunion we're having, uh, one with a zero at the end of it. Uh, so I've been asked to MC it, and uh, I'm going to do that with my classmates. So just so you understand what's going on here, uh, we will have a regular show tomorrow. We will not have shows Thursday or Friday. Monday and Tuesday, our shows will air beginning at 11 a.m., and then we will not have shows Wednesday or Thursday next week. Back Friday, homecoming day, with a show to get you ready for Vanderbilt. So I will tell you about that much more, but that's what we're going to do, and uh, we'll deal with that. Today, it's interesting to me because I don't know what the pulse of Gator Nation is about this team, so I want to hear about it from you. Where do you see this Gator football team now? Because from where I sit, after beating Tennessee, oh, Florida can beat Georgia, Florida can beat Ohio State, Florida can beat anybody. And after last week, oh, I need a special teams coach and, and offense is bad and what happened. And so, I mean, so, so I, I guess where do you sit here? Where do you see this team right now <clears throat> as it heads to Lexington? 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, John, I, I will apologize to you if you're listening. Um, I did not see an inside the huddle question um, on my email. I normally don't check those for that because we normally just get phone calls for that. Uh, same thing for William. So in the future, uh, it'll just be where we take some phone calls here. Mike in, Or in Ormond Beach, the transfer portal NIL will soon allow Deion Sanders to rule college football for as long as he wishes. What a mess has been made of college football. The pursuit of education and maturity had been replaced by the love of money and self-centeredness. Mass evidence of a crumbling society. That could be a discussion for the summertime, Mike. But I'm just going to say this. Let's say what you're saying is true about Deion Sanders. He can't get every good player. 
Now, what might happen is fewer teams may be competitive because if something like that happens, they may all, all the better players may congregate to just a few schools. But I don't think that's going to happen. And I'll say this again. The love of money. I don't like the way this system is run. But what's different, Mike, about these kids taking money versus you and I taking money? We, we have a job. We get paid. They have a job. And now they're getting paid, some of them. Most of them. So isn't that what we all do something for? Money? Yes, it's different. Yes, the model is different. But, you know, I've said this again. I'm not a fan of this, but I can't hold the players because they're, they're taking what the system gives you. Simple. Dave's on our phone. Dave, hi. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. Good. So, a couple of thoughts. First, Steve, I'll say it for you. It's the 50th high school reunion. <laughs> I, I know because I followed you along, and I just got back from mine, and uh, it, was, it was a hoot. And I tried to go to the 10, no, the zero ones, but on 50, I hope you find this. There were a bunch of people that didn't go to the previous ones and that I hadn't seen in 50 years. It's so hard to say that, but it, it's, uh, it's remarkable. I had a blast. And I'll tell you what, if you have someone that comes from the U.S. further away from uh, the most traveled the farthest than one of my classmates, he lives at the North Pole in Cape Town. <laughs> so that was a hoot. Um, but I hope you have a great time. And as far as... Uh, the state of the Gator program right now, um, I'm very pleased on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, I, I love what Billy's doing uh, off the field. Um, I like the progress in some areas on the field. It's a little hard to adjust, I think, for me and a lot of Gator fans to a, uh, a not exactly a Steve Spurrier-esque kind of attitude. His is not like that. One thing they share deeply, I think, so Steve, and tell me if you agree, is they both want to win very badly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that uh, I, loved, I loved the way Billy had his guys back this weekend instead of going to the, church, the, the usual coach speak uh, as far as, we got to improve this, we got to do that, that's horrible, if we do that we're going to lose, blah, blah, blah. He, he had their back, and he, he looked for silver linings last weekend. And I liked the way he handled that a lot. He told the guys, hey, you got to be proud of a W. And I'm proud of a W, so I'll take it. Um, he's got to win this weekend, and I think Kentucky's going to be formidable. All right. um, they always are. They it, always are for us. i got to run to a, a guest, Dave. Thank you for your call. D, i got to have you call back. I've got a guest coming up now, then Sean Kelly at 1230 after that. Uh, we'll be good for calls. You can call when Sean's here, too. 1214 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
Good afternoon. I'm Andrea Casablanco. Tonight in Major League Baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays take on the Boston Red Sox in Fenway Park for game one of a two-game series. Following Boston, the Rays will close out their season with a three-game series versus the Toronto Blue Jays. The Rays have already clinched a spot in the playoffs. Live coverage of tonight's game will start right here at 6.30. Today in girls' high school volleyball, O'Cost sets to play Eastside, Hawthorne faces Bronson, and Fort White is up against St. Francis. In Gator sports, the Gator volleyball team is set to host the Texas A&M Aggies tomorrow. The number four Gators are coming off a fifth set comeback win against the Georgia Bulldogs on Sunday. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Andrea Castiblanco. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch is a terrific local charity. It's housed in Palatka, and they've been doing great work for a long time. What they do is simple. They take troubled youth from at-risk homes and help get their lives back together. And they do it through your help with your donations of unwanted or unused vehicles of just about any kind. They'll take the vehicles off your hands. They give them to the kids. They fix them. They resell them. And this is how they learn real-life skills. It's among the very best charities in Florida you can support. So if you have an unwanted vehicle of just about any kind, please consider a donation to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It is a tax-deductible donation, and it helps a really good cause. To find out more, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. Can't make the UF homecoming parade this year? No problem. We have all the exciting fun live on WFT TV and streaming online so you won't miss a minute of it. Join Albert and Alberta, plus all of your favorite floats, marching bands, special guests, and so much more. With over 100 participating organizations from local charities, businesses, and student organizations, the parade is a long-standing Gainesville tradition. Catch the parade coverage Friday, October 6th at noon on WFT-TV. Brought to you in part by the UF Alumni Association. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. Always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at myfloridalicense.com. Total control. We'd all love that, wouldn't we? You can have total control of your home environment with help from Electronics World. Let the pros at EW install a system to control your audio, video, lights, locks, thermostats, custom shades, garage door, and more. Plus, monitor your surveillance cameras with just one app. Now that's total control. Electronics World. Visit our showroom in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. 
At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is Coach Steve Spurrier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Thank you, Coach. Always a pleasure to have Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He now joins us, talk a little NFL. Brad, after this week's action, uh, boy, there's some teams that you look at Miami and look at the Eagles and look at the 49ers, but let's go the flip side. Dallas laid an egg. The Bears look to be in trouble. The Jets can't score. What did you see from this past week? Yeah, probably the most surprising result you just mentioned there, the Dallas Cowboys getting beaten pretty soundly, pretty convincingly by the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the main takeaway there, among anything else, is Dallas's main issue last year on defense was stopping the run. We know they have an elite pass rush. We know they had a great cornerback duo. Obviously, unfortunate to see Trevon Diggs go down. But they were, they were very susceptible against the run. They drafted Mozzie Smith out of Michigan in the first round for a reason. He's been pretty much a non-factor. Their linebackers have had some injuries as well. But, I mean, Arizona ran the ball down their throat, controlled the game, controlled time possession, and that's how they were able to sustain and it kind of hold off a comeback effort from Dallas. It's, it's a real problem for them. It's something I need, they think they need to figure out. Um, you know, as for the Jets, yeah, until they replace quarterback, you and I will have the same conversation every week. Yeah. Um, and the Bears, the Bears are the worst team in the, in the NFL, uh, probably by a decent margin. They might pick first and second overall with their own pick and Carolina's pick. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're terrible. Wow. Um, when you look at the power structure of the league, um, you know, I, I think there's a clear top four or five and then there's everybody else. Do you kind of get that same sense, at least at this point? Yeah, I think there are you know some teams maybe we're waiting to see play some better football and bounce back. Like I guess I would agree if you're thinking of that cluster, uh, you know, Philly, San Fran, Miami, you know, Kansas City. Yes. But then I, let's say let's say it's those. But then I do think you know like your Buffaloes, your Baltimores, you know, maybe a healthy Cincinnati or a healthy Joe Burrow. Um, it, you know, Dallas still is in that, that next tier for me. Like, I think I agree with you, but then there's like seven or eight teams right below them um, that I think are still legitimate contenders. But, yeah, those top four right now are just so good on both sides of the ball, have good depth, have good young players that are filling key roles. They kind of are in a class of their own so far. It's funny about the Jaguars, Brad. They can't seem to beat Houston no matter how good the Jaguars are. Uh, are they overrated? Are there problems there? I think they're going to figure it out. So, so we have Trevor Lawrence uh, charted with his receivers have dropped nine passes, uh, the most in the NFL by, by a couple. So I think that will regress. He's actually one of our highest-graded quarterbacks, still top five in, in the NFL. So it is both the receiver dropping balls, and then they have serious issues on the offensive line. But 
Cam Robinson is suspended for four games, meaning he's going to miss one more. When he returns, you then not only do you get better at tackle, but you also then move, you know, rookie Anton Harrison or Walker Little uh, into guard. And and the, the left guard spot is the weak spot of this offensive line. So once that is settled in, you improve maybe two offensive line spots. I think they'll get right back rolling and looking like the Jaguars be expected. Uh, with with, with uh, a new coach in Denver, with that pedigree that he has, they obviously looked awful. Uh, and, I mean, they're 0-3. Let me ask a question. As a Jets fan, all the talks about Kirk Cousins, but they would have to give up, I think, a lot to get him. Would Russell Wilson be an option? Would they trade him? I'm sure they would love to. Uh, the, the contract is the, is, the, is the stopper there. I mean, the Jets, obviously, you know, Rodgers made room and all that, yada, yada. Uh, the Jets, no one can inherit that contract. No one wants to inherit that contract. The Broncos would probably give you a first-round pick just to take the contract on, uh, frankly, at this point. So, and, and to be nice to Russ, he actually hasn't really been the problem there. It's pretty crazy in the NFL where you, you kind of fix one side of the ball because the offense does look a lot better. And now the defense is, I mean, the worst defense or one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL. And last year they were like a top five defense in every metric you looked at. And that was when they were being put in bad field position all day long, you know, and really struggling. And they were so, so good. Got to give a shout out to uh, defensive coordinator, Ajiro Avero, who's now the Panthers defensive coordinator. He was clearly working up a lot of magic in Denver because they had been awful. Last question for you. Um, the Vikings, I didn't think they'd be 0-3. I know defensively they're not great, but they, you know, they lost a tough one last week. Is the, You hate to see three games in, somebody's season is over, but I, I mean, how tough is it going to be for them to climb out of this hole? Yeah, so in their defense, you know, you, you lose two one-score games to very good football teams and the Eagles and Chargers, right? I think, of course, a loss is a loss. There's no, you know, you know, proud loss in this league, but but not bad losses. The defense, like you said, we, we knew it was going to be one of the worst units in the NFL. It most certainly is. Uh, to counter that, Brian Flores is blitzing at a league-high rate, which I think, honestly, is probably smart and all he can do to try to mitigate their issues. But even when blitzing, they're not getting home on opposing quarterbacks. But I think they can figure it out. You mentioned Kirk Cousins as a trade candidate. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, for your Jets fandom, I think Ryan Tannehill is the is the realistic target there. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, the Vikings are going to figure it out. It's a bad division. They can still beat Chicago twice. Uh, they'll, they'll be okay. All right. I, I always think of something else here at the end. Um, Minshew looked very good for the Colts. Uh, do you know, is Richardson's status changed? Is he going to play? And, I mean, just because Minshew did well, this is still Richardson to start for the Colts if he's healthy, isn't he? Yeah, so for the concussions, you never really know. Um, you know, I, I don't even want to speculate because you really have no clue, especially for a rookie quarterback. Um, but I would imagine, you know, I think we'll get him back next week. And then, look, Minshew is the perfect backup quarterback in the NFL. But you look at his game, he threw, on average, less than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. You know, that, that's his job. He comes in, he lets his playmakers make plays and he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. But, no, this is Anthony Richards' team, 110%. Uh, you need him to grow, you need him to get experience, and he has the explosive playability that they're going to need you know, to win some more games. But nothing against Minshew. You know, he, like I said, he is the perfect NFL backup quarterback. That was a great idea by Shane Steichen. He's now won them two games. Um, you know, that, that's good coaching and, and good leadership right out of the gate. Uh, speaking of uh, right out of the gate, you're always with us out of the gate. Tell us where you can see your work. 
Yeah, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at PFF underscore Brad, and all my articles coming out on PFF.com. Just dropped an 8,000-word article uh, about some potential draft prospects and free agents for all 32 teams, uh, and I'll be doing that every other week throughout the entire season, getting folks ready for free agency in the draft. That's good stuff. Always appreciate your time, Brad. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. You got it. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus, 1227. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We're going to talk to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, next. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Considering buying a lab-grown diamond versus a natural diamond? IDC owner Keith LeClaire says, be careful. These machine-made diamonds are being mass-produced, and the value appears to be dropping fast. If they can create 130 carats per machine per day, and you've got 5,000 people that are growing at that level, do you know how much is already stockpiled? You're talking about millions of carats. Now you're talking about a product that was $5,000 just three years ago is now down to almost zero. So when trying to choose between between a natural diamond and a lab-grown diamond, proceed with caution. Why would you put your money in something that devalues faster than food you eat? Before you propose, come to International Diamond Center and get the facts about diamonds from our non-commissioned experts. Learn how diamonds are priced and graded on the world market and educate yourself on the latest trend of lab-grown diamonds. I want people to know that IDC is about protecting them. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point and always at ShopIDC.com. Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. Attention, Florida healthcare workers. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for you. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location and great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try our fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan, or home equity loan. Use our concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by 0.25%. And buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today. FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. 
Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. It's Key Lime Shake Season. Try one right now. And try the Herb Chicken Burger, the house-made veggie burger, and my favorite, a Florida-raised beef original Big Dick with hot fries. Open seven days a week. Worthwhile, wholesome, fast food. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Time for your UF Bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you, right here on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is The Swap. No play action. Closing. Ventures to the Bluegrass State to face Kentucky. 15-10 to the house. Touchdown, Gators! Kickoff is set for noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central, with pregame coverage starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on your home for Florida Gators football. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, tomorrow on the program, Jesse Palmer will be here. Uh, to talk about Florida, Kentucky. He's got the television uh, broadcast, but the dude who's got the radio broadcast, along with Shane Matthews, is our guest now live. He is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly. Sean, uh, what a difference a week makes uh, after beating Tennessee. You know, Florida could beat anybody in the country, and now for some, uh, it's doom and gloom. So your thoughts with a couple days here after the game, what you saw Saturday and now looking ahead. Hi, Steve. Um, Don't put me in either camp. I I didn't think after Tennessee that they could beat anybody in the country. And I also don't subscribe to gloom and doom after this past Saturday either. But you're right. I mean, week to week. That's how we live, right? That's that's right. That's the sport. That's this time of year. Uh, It may not be much different in a lot of NFL markets, i.e. the Jags at the moment. So, or the Saints in my old town of New Orleans. So, you know, this is what it is. And, you know, I've been thinking about this since, uh, you know, you and I were texting this morning. I thought, okay, how do I feel? You know, what 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 am I thinking about with regard to where Florida is right now? And I, I don't know. I must have passed a hardware store, something, Steve. But <laughs> I'm kind of looking at this like Florida's in the middle of this home renovation right now, okay? And I'm going to speak to my own experiences, which I hope produces a giggle for some, but – you know, a lot of times I measure my success in a do-it-yourself project by how many times did I have to go to the hardware store. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, is it is it one time? Did I get the right tool? Am I trying to do this without the right tool? Uh, at the end of the day, um, you want to get the, the project done and, and keep progressing on your renovation. So uh, last weekend was a win, but maybe – it was a three trip to the hardware store <laughs> part of the project. So, yeah, you know, I I, I want to take the win. And and did I scratch my head on some things? And did I get concerned about? Something? Sure, I did. But no different than if I was trying to muddle my way through a project and maybe I had to check YouTube or something. I, you know, that's 
that's me being really weird on a Tuesday, I guess. Um, but that's kind of how I view what Florida's going through right now. You know, more and more we have the better tool. More and more we get better at the little project, and we're getting closer to the renovation. And then if there are wins along the way, and there's three of them in a row now, uh, I like it. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm thinking on this. Do I, do I want the project done? You bet. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be great when it's done? Yep, I'm going to be really happy about it. But right now we're still in the middle of a home renovation. If you have a question or a comment for Sean, he'll talk to you, 392-8255. You can email us, Russell, at WRUF.com. Daryl says, was the Pearsall catch one of the best you've ever seen covering football? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, in the moment it was, the more I thought about it, it was – I've seen some really cool plays over the years, but that one was, I mean, to, he leaves the ground, right? Let's just start with that. Then it, it's not with the left hand kind of coming outstretched. It's over his right shoulder and he uses his right arm. So his hands turned kind of, it's kind of twisted or pronated, I guess. Yeah, he's got good gloves, but my goodness. And then to take the hit at the end of it, that, it was just, it was remarkable. And it just every week that guy does something that I just, I just think, oh, wow. I mean, really, he's 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 been that good. Um, obviously, we all saw that he was pretty good last year. But, man, there was just something about August and training camp. And I was using words like unguardable, and I feel pretty good about those words right now. But, you know, he's got 27 receptions, Steve. That far and away leads this team. And, and that catch was, was spectacular. It, it, it'd be hard to beat that one this year or in the next 10. Yeah. You know, one of the things I think that kind of goes unnoticed a little bit Look, Florida has, I think, a, a group of young receivers, Sean, that with time and experience are going to be really good. But you just mentioned it with, with Pearsall. If he's your best dude, get him the football. And he's been targeted the most, so that's a positive, correct? Absolutely. I mean, it's going to be no different when Trey Wilson's healthy again and, and you develop some of these young guys. It's it's can you get the ball into your playmaker's hands more often than not? And, and look, the, the sign of great players is we know they're great, so does the opponent. <laughs> and when the opponent's king on them and your great players are still making plays, that's what separates them in the long run. But, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we get, we get to hear a lot of things about, you know, Napier doesn't go vertical enough or downfield enough. There was 200 yards of explosive plays. Um, in last Saturday's game. So explosive plays, for those that may not be familiar, it's any run, 10 or more yards, any reception, 15 or more yards. In the Tennessee game, there were eight explosive plays. ETN, one of your frontline guys, had six of those. Pearsall now, and I, dang it, I don't have the number in front of me, but the, the majority of his balls now either go for a first down or a touchdown. So, Again, it speaks to what you're talking about. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Get the ball in the best guy's hands and let them do their thing. Uh, question from Steve. Or I'm from Steven. He says, considering Kentucky's recent success against such, which is two games, if the Cats beat us Saturday, is it fair to say the Kentucky football program is better than Florida's? No. I mean, that's the simple answer. I, you know, if you're going head-to-head success, I guess – you know, yes, but I, I think there are too many other things that would serve as qualifiers here to, to make that evaluation. I, you know, it's it's interesting because you're right; it's two in a row, um, and it feels it feels heavy at the moment. The last time Kentucky Steve beat Florida three times in a row was 1948 through 51. Bear Bryant was the head coach at UK. Wow. Um, so, 
that's just one thing that I'd like to avoid seeing that number come around later <laughs> yeah. this weekend. No doubt. Uh, okay, we, I have some emails for Sean, but if you have a question you want to get on the air with him, call us up, 392-8255. Uh, Russell uh, says, Sean, love you and Shane together. Uh, he said, when you look at this, have you looked at much with Kentucky, and if so, what do you see? I've just started. Um, I see I see another high-impact transfer team under Stoops. Uh, Devin Leary is their quarterback. You know, he's he's kicked the ball around a little bit here with some interceptions. Yeah. I think he's got five. Five, yep. Uh, right. So, high-impact transfer quarterback. Same goes at running back with Ray, who comes over from Vanderbilt. Um, they've got some questions with their offensive line, and we can talk about things that matter for this weekend, but – you know, much kind of like the Gators, they've had some shuffling going on, injuries, whatnot, on their offensive line. But their skill positions are sound, and and Steve, their defense is noteworthy, and it's good up front. It's good at the linebacker position. It's opportunistic and ball hawking in the secondary as well. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what I see with them. It, you know, you and I talk about this almost every week in September, right? It's like I look at their point totals and. I go, well, who have they played? Let's start with that. Um, and then some of those point totals are a touch skewed because their defense has a couple of scoring touchdowns. Yep. So, um, you know, those things say one and then the other. The other the other part is this, is back to that defense. They're opportunistic. They've had takeaways, something that Florida, I know, wants to get better at here in the weeks coming. Um, but that's kind of my general overview of Kentucky at the moment. Todd says, I'm sure there are times when a play is run, it flops big time, then you scratch your head and ask yourself, what were they thinking? How do you continue to silence your personal thought and stay positive on the play-by-play? Try to go to the next play. I know that's a player and coach cliche. Um, the good news is, is that you know the way the game's being played right now, there's not much time to think about it. And I have Shane. So uh, I call the play. I let Shane get room to educate all of us on why a play went well or didn't go well um, and, and kind of move on from there. It, it's, it's all you can do at this point. You know, the one thing is we talked about in the Tennessee game how important it was to sustain drives, convert on third down, and move forward in that sense. That was maybe the one thing that was frustrating to me this past week was um, your inability to really convert on third down offensively, and then obviously the, you know that plays into the the red zone issues. But um, no, I mean that's that's the thing about being the, the and uh, the title is okay. I, you know, being the radio guy. Let's go with that. It's one thing about being the radio guy for the team that you're invested in is because man, now it is more emotional, and when things don't go well, it is a head scratcher or it is frustrating, and and you have to kind of move on to see what the next play is. I uh, got a call for you here from Ken. Ken, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, glad to be on the show, uh, Sean. My question to you is: um, I, I, First of all, wanna, I want to say that I've enjoyed your play-by-play. Um, I've been following Florida for a number of years and and listened to Mick Huber, and then and now I'm listening to you. And I was wondering where did you uh, come from? Uh, where were you uh, calling plays for before you came over to Florida? Hi, Ken. Thanks. Uh, my most recent stop was at ESPN Radio full-time. So the last, That's what I was thinking. But it yeah, sure. last three years prior, um, ESPN Radio full-time on their lead college football broadcast. And then before that, 
I was in New Orleans for a long time working with the uh, the NBA team there, the Pelicans, and in mm-hmm. different roles with the New Orleans Saints. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy your work. Okay. Thank you, Thanks, Ken. Ken. Appreciate, Appreciate your call. Yep. Again, if you want to get a quick call on to Sean, he's here, 392-8255. Got a couple of more emails here, Sean. Uh, Frank says, um, if, if, if Florida goes to Kentucky and wins the game, uh, what does that do to Florida's odds? I don't, I'm not sure that to win the East. I mean, obviously, I, it increases it. I'm not sure of any other way to answer that. Uh, I'll go on to Harold. Uh, he says, uh, what is Florida's strongest point uh, at this point in the season and its weakest? Good question. Yeah, it is, it is a good question. Um, well, defense is probably the strength of this football team right now. And a close second would be probably the consistency and steady play of the quarterback in Graham Mertz, who leads the SEC in completion percentage. Um, and, and with that, because you have a guy that's uh, a very good distributor of the football and accurate and seems to make the right throws, uh, then you get some of the complementary players, the receivers that are having you know, a decent start to the season. And then the run game's been up and down, but I, I would just say that some of this has to do with the, the shifting and the – and the different looks that the Gators have had to feature with their offensive line. So right now, I guess weaknesses would be consistency amongst that offensive line. And then also, you know, special teams, which seems to be riding itself in some ways, um, but still not a clean, you know, passing grade probably by some here at this point. Uh, final email for you, Sean. Do you think Florida's 3-1 and one with a different quarterback? I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's it's too hard to say. I mean, are they three and one if Anthony Richardson's still here? I I, I would like to think so. Um, did we think that they'd be three and one when we all knew that Graham Mertz was going to be the starting quarterback? I don't think any of us would be honest in saying that they they knew. Yeah, yeah I think that's one, fair. No yeah. Um, so I just think Mertz is my opinion of Mertz, and, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I had I had an opinion about Mertz and and that pick up back in the spring and that slowly changed and then it took a sharp term up upward when I watched him <laughs> in camp and then you know obviously the numbers bear out what the first month of the season has looked like. I've been trying to get the pulse of Gator Nation here because as we talked about Sean it it really varies week to week but let's focus in as we close here on this game for you what are some of the keys for Florida this week to be successful in Lexington? Yeah, some of this is going to sound cliche, but I, I do think the the stuff going on with both teams' offensive lines really matter this week. Um, Kentucky could get one of their starting guards back. That's big. They've had guys flipping around, right guard, left guard. They went back to their center that they used basically all of last year. He was okay against Vanderbilt. Would they go back to the, the, the center that they projected as their start at the beginning of the season? So they've got some problems there in that Larry's been probably hit too many times. He's been hurried a few too many times, and their run game's been eh, okay. The, again, the numbers are a little skewed because of who they played, but I don't think it's what Stoops and the Cats want right now. Um, again, defense has been opportunistic for them, so I'd like to think that the cliche part of this is you've got to win the turnover battle. Yep. <laughs> Florida may, maybe needs a takeaway or two that always helps on the road. And take care of the football. And then, and then finally, you know, kind of what 
has been the for, the formula for Florida here offensively in the games that they've won. They've controlled time of possession. They've converted on third downs, and they've been red zone efficient. Prior to last week's game against uh, Charlotte, in their last ten trips into the red zone, Steve, the Gators had scored nine touchdowns. Mm. Obviously, that number takes a hit in what happens against Charlotte. You end up kicking the five field goals, mo- the majority of them in the red zone. So. Uh, those, those would be the things that I think are, are really key. And then, look, just like any other road game in this conference, you know, can you handle the noise? Can you be smooth with your silent count? Just some of the little things that have to be adjusted anytime you're home versus road. Find out Saturday. Sean, I appreciate your time and doing it this week at a different time. So appreciate you doing it, man. Thank you. No, my pleasure. And, look, I hope you enjoy the heck out of your trip coming up. And, I, and you said earlier in your show I was out running some errands and, um, would this be the time of year likely that any of us would be taking time to do that? No, but <laughs> yeah. this is one of those deals, and I guess I have learned this later in my life, and as I know you have too, there's just some things that just, they're important, and I'm glad you're doing this, and I hope you have a blast. All right. Coming from you, Sean, I appreciate that. Thank you, bud. Yep, thanks, you got Steve. It. Yes, Take sir. Care. Yep, Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators. Uh, always a pleasure to have him here. 1247, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We'll open the phone lines back up for you, and again, where do you think this Florida program is right now coming into Kentucky? ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will begin game one of three against the Boston Red Sox. The Rays are coming off a series loss to the Blue Jays and will be looking for a win as they are sitting two and a half games of first place in the AL East. Live coverage of the game will begin here at 6.30. In NFL news, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell 25-11 to the Philadelphia Eagles during last night's game. The Eagles remain undefeated in the season as the Bucs now move to 2-1 on the year. In Gator soccer, both Florida and Kentucky came away with an SEC point after Sunday's tie at the Diz. They'll travel to Baton Rouge next to take on LSU this Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. How many times have you gone to a car dealership and been pressured? How many times have you gone to a car dealership and you've been talked into trying to buy something you didn't really want to buy? That's not a good buying experience. And the people at Southeast Car Agency know that. For 40 plus years, their sales staff has been wonderful in not being anything like those high-pressure dealerships. They work with you to make sure you look at, test drive the vehicles you want at different price points as well. They do a great job in having a wide variety of vehicles there with different price points and all that sort of thing. And again, the sales staff there to help you. They'll test drive vehicles to help you do that. They understand the purchase of a vehicle is a big deal. Now, don't forget, they don't have any new vehicles here, just the best in late model, low mileage vehicles. The Cousins family has run the business for over 40 years, and that in and of itself says something about longevity. Go see them in person, Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville, or at uh, you can go to their website, and that's, the vehicles are there. Everything is there, secars.com. Check them out that way as well. When you go see them in person, make sure and tell them, though, Sports Scene sent you to Southeast Car Agency. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. 
first, always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is keeping you in on all the action. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can sign up using the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And sign up $5. You can get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings at 9, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Phoebe says, every time I hear Coach Spurry here, just amazes me, his knowledge, memory, you name it. Gators competitive in the league, period, and the NFL says tough losses for the Saints to Green Bay and also the quarterback. Good news at Carr's shoulder. Luckily, is not serious. 
Uh, he is a Saints fan. Uh, Williams says he sees the team exactly the way he saw them before the season. Two games in our schedule. I think we have low chances of winning at LSU and Georgia. We have a ton of 50-50 games on the schedule. I believe the game on Saturday is one of them. I do too. I wouldn't be surprised if we won or lost. That's where the team is right now. I agree. I agree with that. Let's go to our uh, Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Woody, hello. Yeah, hey, Steve. Uh, congratulations on your 100th high school reunion. That's pretty impressive. Thanks a lot, Woody. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You're doing great, man. You look pretty good for 118. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> so, uh, State of the Gators, from my point of view, I'm sort of in, still in wait-and-see mode. I'm doing the, the Mark Wise thing uh I'm letting the season play out almost as if it's a first-year coach uh, because the team is so different. And, uh, and uh, you know, early before the season started, I thought they could lose to every good team they played, which would make them 7-5. and five. Uh, They've already beaten one of them. And there's, uh, I heard someone say, you know, there's Georgia, and then there's about four teams in the middle, and then there's Vanderbilt. And, uh, and so I think, like you're saying, Missouri, South Carolina, Kentucky, flip a coin. Uh, so I'm sort of just being an observer. Uh, you know, we don't we don't really uh, know a whole lot yet. It's, I think it's, everything is still a work in progress. Um, so I'm just kind of hanging out and just trying to watch it and be an observer and not be too uh, you know uptight when it gets ugly. Or uh, and I wasn't happy about Utah because of the the, the 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 ugly stuff that went on. You know, the things that didn't look too smooth. So I was one of the embarrassed ones a little bit. You know, but. Um, I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect her to win that game, so I, you know, I was like, oh, whatever. Um, but just kind of hanging in there with them, you know, and seeing what right. happens. You know. Gotcha. All right, Woody. Thank you for your call. Uh, Ronnie says we're on schedule. Rebuild is bigger than I thought. Great seeing all this freshman talent. People need to realize young teams are typically in- inconsistent. Love the hustle and fundamentals of the defense. Haven't seen that in quite a while. Bernard, hello. Hey, Steve, I think I divided. I think we're getting ready to go into phase three of the season, which is the most important part with these six conference games. I think a lot of preseason prognostications are based on last year and what you have coming back. And I think we, you have to be realistic. We want to see some improvement. I think if we get eight, seven, eight, hopefully eight wins, I think you have to look and say, look, your younger players are really playing well and you got a good recruiting class and things on the right track, the job that he's done with Graham Merch. But I heard your show, Steve, early 11 o'clock show, and I think this is a key moving forward with Florida. It looks like the defense this year is much improved. I think offensively, if we can get to, and I mentioned this earlier, with you, if we can get to 28 or 31 points a game, I think that would be a good number, Stephen. I, I think if we could do that, these remaining games, we might be very satisfied with the season. Another thing is just be watching the Miami Dolphins play Sunday. I hope at the end of the season that whatever that. Uh, what's his name? Napier goes down to Miami and spends some time with Mike McDane because that dude, he he's ahead of the curve with his innovation. I could see some of those plays for Tyreek Hill design for Trey Wilson. Steve, you, you have a great day. We'll talk later. Okay. okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mike says in the Tennessee game, Mertz was 17 of 20 for 146 in the TD in the second half. Mertz was 2 of 4 for 20 yards. 
If not for the Gator defense getting fourth down stops, the balls could have come back. When you set on leads, you have to keep starters in the whole game, increasing the chance of injury and backups. Don't get as much playing time. Must champ and McIlwain coach that way. It's avoid losing instead of being aggressive on offense that you get the lead. They got you the lead. If Napier's going to coach this way, he won't win any championships. Okay? Uh, Russell says, what are we going to do Thursday and Friday? Look forward to your show. Thanks for what you do. Florida can win the rest or lose. Very small window for a bad play and survive. Staying healthy will be big. Yes, staying healthy will be big. Uh, and that's that way for just about everybody. I mean, there's 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 not a lot of teams that can survive, you know, a lot of injuries and be as good as they were. And I think, you know, Kentucky's in that boat. I mean, they've had some trouble on the offensive line with injuries, and as a result, their run game has been just very so-so. So, uh, you know, getting people back healthy is a key to success, too. That's hour one. Hour two is coming up. Make sure and stay with us. Again, if you're just tuning in, what exactly is after the euphoria of Tennessee and now that the letdown of Charlotte, where is this Gator program in your mind? ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Left Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Sean Kelly, voice of the Gators for my friends at International Diamond Center. IDC is Florida's family-owned jeweler with worldwide connections. IDC delivers exceptional value, mind-blowing selection, uncompromising quality, ironclad warranties. IDC has showrooms all over Gator Country, Gainesville, Orlando, Tampa, Clearwater, Sarasota, Naples, and on the Treasure Coast. The vibe at IDC is relaxed and fun. Their non-commissioned experts will guide you every step of the way, and nobody can touch their incredible value prices. Of course, IDC's specialty is diamonds. Real, rare, precious GIA-certified diamonds in every shape and size imaginable. It's a massive selection at no middleman, direct importer prices. So when it comes to those special moments in your life, celebrate with the only jeweler endorsed by the Gators, International Diamond Center, where Gator Nation shops for jewelry. Get store locations, hours, and learn more. ShopIDC.com. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. When you're in town either before or after the game and you've got an appetite, you need to get over to Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries just blocks from the stadium. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you haven't eaten one of their Florida-raised beef burgers, you're missing out. Try their juicy chicken burger with fresh hot fries and a hand-spun milkshake as well. They also have salads and vegan options. Dick Mondell's knows better ingredients make better meals. You'll taste the difference. Walk up, drive through, or order ahead online. Open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street. Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. 
If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hour two of Sports Scene for this Tuesday, commencing now with Daniel, our producer today. We thank you for taking time on your busy day to join us and talk a little sports. What what exactly? I mean, it's been a uh, roller. You know, if you're a Ohio Players fan, it's been a love roller coaster ride here with this Gator football team up and down and up and down. So going into Kentucky, where do you see things right now? Anything else you want to bring up to you can three nine two eight two five five. You can email s russell at wruf.com. By the way. Uh, Gator basketball is not far away. And today, um, Coach Golden is having a, a presser and an open uh, practice that media can see for a while. So uh, it, it, basketball just sneaks up on you, but it's not too far away. Let's start the hour off with D. Hi, D. Hey, Steve. Uh, yeah, good, man. You know, Gator basketball is my favorite, but uh, yeah, we're we, we still in the throes of football right now. Uh, you know, you asked how we feel, and uh, obviously three and one is good. Uh, you beat Tennessee in a game you had to have, but th- there are some red flags, Steve. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these these guys that's, you know, obviously you're all, you're positive, but you, you like any NFL coach. Uh, you know, Mike McDaniel put up 70 points the other day, but I'm pretty sure there's some things he saw once he looked at the film that he wasn't happy about. Sure, and I just I just see you know. The, the thing about the 10 guys on special teams, was it two or three times? I'm sorry. You can't, you can't ignore that. Um, you know, 10 guys on the field cost Notre Dame that game the other night against Ohio State. So that just that, – that can't be ignored. Uh, I'm glad we found a kicker. Uh, finally, I don't know what took him so long to get smacked, get smacked the job, but I guess better late than never. But my, my whole thing is offensively, Steve. Um, you know, I don't care who we're missing these offensive linemen. Uh, you know, the week before uh, Georgia State, uh, Charlotte played Georgia State. Georgia State put up 568 yards. Uh, Maryland put up 508 yards on them. Uh, you have the superior talent. And I'm just telling you, Steve, uh, if we go up to Kentucky this week with this conservative game plan in the second half, we're not, we're not going to win, Steve. You, you cannot keep teams in the game by, by shutting it down offensively. And Kentucky – uh, if you look, they can score. I think their lowest output's been 28 points. So uh, this is the the first SEC game on the roll for the defense. So, like I said, man, Napier has to uh, to crank this offense up. Well, let me counter a couple things here. Some of Kentucky's scoring has been done by its defense. Last week, for example, two pick sixes. Those right. are defensive scores. Those aren't offensive scores. And they've done a good job that way. In producing points, so it isn't like Kentucky's some offensive juggernaut because they're not. They're pretty pedestrian. They have offensive line problems. Leary has been hit a ton. He's got nine touchdowns and five interceptions. So that isn't exactly 
you know, first-round draft choice type stuff. That said, I understand the concern. And I think the thing that Billy Napier said after the game Saturday, which if you're not a Napier fan, would send cringes down your spine, is according to analytics, according to analytics, (laughs) right? And look, some coaches really abide by that and go by that. Others, you know, the Spurriers of the world could care less about analytics. They, they do what their gut tells them. So we're going to see down the road because, look, here's the other thing. If you want to flip that around what you said, D, what about the Tennessee game when they ran all over Tennessee? Right? Right. Every game's right. different. Every game is different, and you're not going to have the same effort. And I'm going to tell you this because I had Pogey on my show. If you saw his press conference after Georgia State, it was nuclear. I mean, he ripped his team. And that is not a normal team in terms of they don't have Division One AA guys. Look at their roster and where they're from, some of those transfers. They're from big-time programs. So that's not the typical, you know, cupcake that you normally see. I mean, do I see some concern with Florida? Of course I do. But there are other mitigating factors in this, I think, too. Right, but we should have scored more than 22 points. Would you yes. agree with that? Yes, yes. Okay. You, you can't kick five field goals. No, I'm with you. Right, right. So, we'll, like I said, we'll see, uh, we'll see Saturday, man, because, like I said, man, uh, I, I got a feeling, you know, Kentucky's going to score some points, so that's going to have to maybe force Napier to open up that offense, and that's, that's what we need, man. You, you can't go conservative on the road. Because the- okay, D, appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, by the way, uh, Gator Volleyball with Texas A&M, Going to be on ESPN again. Gator's getting some love on the four-letter network. It was supposed to be on ESPNU. Um, and again, it features two teams in the top five of the SEC standings. So congratulations again to Mary Wise getting her team on uh, ESPN. Peyton says, what do you think is more likely, Orioles winning the division with 100 wins, two games against Washington and four against Boston, or Tampa coming back to win it, Two games at Boston, three with Toronto. I would say Baltimore. I mean, if you're looking at just who you play, right, you play two games against a bad Washington team. Boston's a 500 team. Toronto is trying to get to the playoffs. So they've got incentive. So I would say, and Peyton, in that case, I would say Baltimore. It wouldn't surprise me either way. Darrell says he sees progress compared to last year. Still a long season. Enjoy the journey. Adrian says, Pulse of the team, quarter of the season in. I'm confident in saying every game will probably be a rock fight, and the defense should keep in you in just about every game. Wins and losses will come down to the offense doing just enough to win or through ineffectiveness or mistakes, just enough to lose. Yeah, I don't know if you can just flip a switch. I don't know if you can all – and look, Wilson – is a guy the Gators are getting the ball to, he didn't play. So when he comes back, does that energize the offense? Because he's got big play capability. You know about Pearsall, right? And we're seeing glimpses of Douglas and Gene and whatever. It's, it, it, you just don't have the exciting, long touchdown play. That, that You don't have that yet. And I'm not saying you can't have it, but that, that I think, is what's missing uh, a little bit to this point. 
By the way, tomorrow, let me just say this again. I said it in the first hour. Uh, I'll be out for a while going to my high school reunion and going to see my mom. Uh, and as far as the shows are concerned, regular show tomorrow. No shows Thursday or Friday. Monday and Tuesday will go 11 to 1. And then no shows Wednesday and Thursday. And then back for Homecoming Friday when Vanderbilt is here. Tomorrow, though, going to have a good show. Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, going to be here to talk college football. Jesse Palmer, going to be doing the TV broadcast. He'll be here to analyze Florida, Kentucky. And then a couple of guys from a Kentucky perspective, including their play-by-play voice, Tom Leach. Uh, So you'll get the Kentucky viewpoint tomorrow uh, with them. So looking forward to having all of them on tomorrow and looking forward to hearing from you. Tampa Mike says, I think this is a pretty good team. Didn't think they were all that far up against Utah. And with that said, it's a work in progress. Coach Napier is building it. It'll have peaks and valleys. It's also young. I'd recommend fans look at the big picture and not game-to-game trajectory. If you keep the climb in mind, it's easier to take. That's the long view, Mike. I don't disagree with you. But I've learned over the years, man, it's week to week. It, it changes every single week. And I doubt that changes. Let me also ask this today, because I, I think today we're in one of these transition times. When you look at the college football landscape now, was it good for Deion Sanders to get beat, or was it bad? I mean, the guy was interviewed by everybody in their brother, and what Dion brought to Colorado is great, but you're also going to see, because Oregon was jacked, and they weren't jacked to beat Colorado. They were jacked to beat Deion Sanders. And you know what? As a coach, I admire that. Put it on me. If you want to come after me, come after me. I'll take it. That's less pressure on your kids, I think. But... Because of what he is and who he is, everybody who plays them is going to circle that game now. USC, probably going to put a 50-burger on them because they're that good, right? But I think overall he's been good for college football. I think too much hype, yes, but overall pretty good. By the way, the Gators now have four members of their team at the World Gymnastics Championships. Freshman, Anya Pilgrim, uh, got to Belgium today for the World Championships. They're going to be in Antwerp October 1st. Um, She's going to compete for Barbados at the World Championships. Um, And again, the fourth Gator for that. Um, It's interesting. She got notice... She was one of the Barbados representatives Saturday while she was preparing to head to the swamp for the football game. Imagine that. Walk to the football game. Oh, you just made the world championships. Congratulations. That's what happened. Uh, That's great. And she said she was totally surprised. And uh, she said, I honestly forgot about how to qualify from Pan Ams and placing since it was so far removed from the competition, which was the Pan Am championships. Uh, So she went to the game. Cheered the Gators on. Sunday and Monday she packed. 
spent some time in the gym to sort of limber up. Uh, and now she said, oh, by the way, teachers, I'm going to Belgium. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, interesting. 114, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will begin game one of three against the Boston Red Sox. The Rays are coming off a series loss to the Blue Jays and will be looking for a win as they are sitting two and a half games of first place in the AL East. Live coverage of the game will begin here at 6.30. Up next in Gator Sports, the volleyball team dropped to number four ranked in this week's Volleyball Coaches Association poll, despite improving to 10-1 on the year. The Gators will take on Texas A&M tomorrow at the Odom for continued SEC play. In Gator soccer news, both Florida and Kentucky came away with an SEC point after Sunday's draw. They'll travel to Baton Rouge next to take on LSU this Friday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to give a shout-out to Florida healthcare workers, and I've got some money-saving news for you. My healthcare federal credit union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. Same location, same great service with benefits that fit your lifestyle. Try their fixed-rate Visa card, an unsecured loan or home equity loan. And you can use their concierge auto-buying service, and FICARE will lower your rate by a quarter percent. You can buy a green vehicle and save up to 0.5%. Why wait? Switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union. I've been with them for over 30 years. They've been great to me. They'll be great to you as well. You can find them online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org. Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked. And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new titanium iPhone 15 Pro that was just announced. Then again, next year, you get the latest iPhone every year. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. After 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Visit the comparable iPhone model each year with acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month phone financing agreement. We'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages 
352-400-4550. 352-400-4550-QC Kinetics. Hey Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako and Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit M gainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. And I'm going to get you on the mic here. Uh, this, you know, sometimes when I go through game notes uh, and I prepare for a game uh, and I prepare to do the post-game show, I always look for little tidbits of information that sometimes is provided by Florida or the opposing team. Um, okay, so if you were to go back to 1990, right, Um Florida has played 211 games inside the swamp. What do you think the average score is of those Gator games? In other words, Florida's outscored them because they won them. So what do you think the average score is? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. I would say thirty to ten. I don't pretty even close. know. That's a, that's a weird question. No, it's pretty close. Um, they played two hundred eleven games inside the swamp since nineteen ninety. The average outcome thirty seven to sixteen. To sixteen. I was surprised at that. Um, here's another one. Um, they Florida since nineteen ninety. Uh, I'm sorry, all time, is 358, 113, and 13, which is a 75% winning percentage at the Swamp. It's the second highest home winning percentage in the nation since 1990. That's what, and and look, I'm not going to get into this debate today, but that's some of the reason why people don't want to see the Swamp renovated, because of those numbers. And I've talked a lot about Austin Armstrong. Here's the negative. If there's a negative, they have not created turnovers. They, they've not done that. But Florida ranks first in the SEC, fourth in the Power Five, and fifth 
in FBS in total defense. Only given up 245 yards a game. Through four games last year, Florida had allowed 424 yards a game. That is almost a 200 yards a game difference. Stunning. That's how historically bad Florida's defense was last year and the year before. How many passing breakdowns did we see in the Gator secondary last couple of years, right? This year, they're eighth in the Power Five, first in the SEC in pass defense, giving up only 162 a game. Now, let's face it. The quarterback last week, their quarterbacks weren't throwers. Utah did not have Cam Rising, right? So part of that, part of that, to be fair, is who Florida has faced. And I'm not sure even Devin Leary, good a quarterback as he is, Kentucky's bread and butter is still trying to run the football. They're not, if they throw the ball 40 or 45 times, they're probably going to lose. So, again, I'm not sure what we're going to see here, um, but we'll find out. Um, all right. And, oh, one more thing about Florida's dominance in this series. Um, Florida's won 33 of the last 36, right? And before losing in 2021, the Gators hadn't lost in Lexington since 1986. Yeah. And since 2018, Florida's 2-3 and three against Kentucky. That's it. So now you see why, you know, this game is kind of important. All right, let's hear from you. Got another half an hour left. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Your thoughts on exactly where this Florida football team is now. I, I understand. I, I guess I don't understand. Are, are there, look, you don't want to kick five field goals, right? And let's be honest. At the start of the year, did anybody think the offensive line would be a strength of the team? I think most people thought it would be better, right? But not a strength. And that's proven to be true. And what, what was proven last week? When you had a starter out and two out because of suspension, that cost them. They weren't as good. So should that shock you? Probably not. Um, let's see. <laughs> How about this? I think what I'm going to do when I retire, I, let, let me tell a quick story. When I was a kid, and maybe they still have it, if anybody's from Tampa or St. Pete, um, they used to have a league in which you had to be 70 years old to play. And they wore like bow ties and they went out and played softball. And I thought, you know what? That's me. That's me, baby. When I'm 70, I'm going to go out there and I'm still going to be playing softball. Well, now the sport that's kind of the du jour sport is pickleball, right? Older people are going to go out and play pickleball. Um, well, how about this? Rick Barry, right, NBA Hall of Famer, has signed with pickleball as a PBX 
pro. And he's going to be in training camp along retired athletes from hockey, baseball, and the NFL. And they're going to do uh, pickleball tournaments across the country. That would be kind of cool. I'd, I'd go see that. I'd go see it, depending who it is. Um, but here, it's called PBX Pickleball. You know who's in this? John Smoltz, Matt Holliday, uh, Golden Tate, Tino Martinez, the baseball player, Brad Penny, uh, Kent Merker, Josh Beckett, Jeff Conine. So, uh, yeah, I, I'd go see that. Let's see. Rob, hello. Steve, great show this morning with with the head ball coach. I enjoyed it. I always do when he's <laughs> doing that show. is so much fun for me. It's legendary. I mean, just, you know, the, the, his knowledge of the game is – so you always learn something. Yes. Um, Florida, Kentucky, Steve, I, I'm liking our boys because I'm liking our defense. And if they continue to play well on defense, our offense will continue to um, – improve that's uh that's the way i see it i mean florida tennessee i I predicted 31 i think it was 24 or whatever but i just knew they had to reach that 30 that 30 point threshold now with kentucky if our defense now this is you know a big if if our defense can stop the big plays and just swarm the ball carrier and harass that fellow a little bit i think our offense can um give us give us um they, they can keep the offense on the field and we can establish something yeah, I mean, this is I I don't know how to put this. It it used to be when Florida was going great, this was uh you're going to you, you know you're going to beat Kentucky. You you just did. And where Florida is now is there's a lot of games like this that Florida could certainly win and that Florida could certainly lose and this is what's going to make their season. You, you this you, South Carolina, Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, games like that, right? You win the majority of those, you got a pretty nice year. You lose the majority of those, not a good year. No, because then you're still stuck in mediocrity. And that's where we're at. We have to look at reality. I mean, that's why we have to beat Kentucky. And like you said, establish, beat the teams that you have had such a renowned, you know, that you know you're better than. Don't go out there and lay an egg. And then when you're an underdog, shock the world. Steve, have a good one. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate your call. Uh, 129, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Home stretch today, last half hour. Still plenty of time to hear from you on Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Cloaked in orange and blue and fortified on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know 
know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. When you buy a diamond at International Diamond Center, you can bring it back a year from now, trade it up to a bigger one, and get 110% of your original purchase price toward the new diamond. You pay me $10,000 for my diamond. When you come back and you want to trade it up, you're going to get that $10,000, plus we're going to give you a bonus of $1,000. IDC owner Keith LeClaire talking about IDC's industry-leading diamond trade-up policy. So you're getting 110% on what you paid for that diamond. Who else does this? I'm going to pay you more for that diamond than you paid me in the beginning. The 110% upgrade is just another thing that separates IDC from the rest. We stand behind what we sell. We know what we're selling, we believe in what we're selling, and we know the inherent value of that diamond. At IDC, your trust means everything. We want you to feel that you can buy with confidence. International Diamond Center. Highest quality, insane selection, guaranteed best value, full transparency, and the strongest consumer protection warranties in the industry. Our job is to keep you as a customer. International Diamond Center at Celebration Point. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. They gave me a new mouth. <laughs> I'm stunned at how much more confidence that I have now because I have a real mouth that, um, that I don't have to cover. My dentist for the past 30 years, I feel like he got to a place where I wasn't sure what to do with me here. The biggest deal was they gave me an overall plan. This is where we're headed. This is what we're going to do and then work through that plan. It is a place where you can come, enjoy your time here, have pretty dramatic work done, pain-free, and then be very pleased with the results. And you leave with friends. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Today, increasing clouds during the afternoon. Temperatures warming up to the mid to upper 80s, but with increasing humidity levels, it should feel warmer than that. Mid-level energy is approaching our area from the west that will increase our chance for afternoon and evening downpours and thunderstorms. Locally heavy rain possible tonight. Cloudy skies lows tomorrow morning near 70. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. It's a bird. It's a plane. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Nobody was asking Patrick Mahomes about his ankle after the game. They asked him three questions, I think, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, guys. We're covering, we're covering a football game here, and all of a sudden, People Magazine unfolded. You got to ask 
about the ankle. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9 right here on WRUF. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Torian Green, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on a WRUF radio app. Tomorrow, a really good program scheduled for you here as we get set to... uh, delve more into Kentucky. Their play-by-play voice, Tom Leach, joins us. Also, John Hale, who covers the team for the Lexington Herald Lear, will be here. Jesse Palmer will be here, too. Uh, the former Gator will be doing the television broadcast. We'll talk Florida-Kentucky. And uh, Max Chadwick, Pro Football Focus, will talk college football. And then Anthony Nesty, the Gator men's and women's swim coach, just named the Olympic coach. He'll talk to us about getting that honor as well. So, Got a really good program scheduled here for tomorrow. In the meantime, our final half hour today, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, I'm right on topic. I listen every day, and I want to discuss Kentucky with you and its place in the SEC East. Okay. Hey, uh, Steve, I'm sure you got it right there in front of you. Off the top of your head, when did Stoops get to Kentucky? I ought to know myself. I don't know the exact year, and I don't like doing something when I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, so. okay. Right. I think it was maybe towards the end of the Urban Meyer era, um, late 2000s, I want to say. But um, anyway, Steve, you know, it's late 2012. Means, okay, 2012. I'd have been so off by Herb. two years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, me too. So Herb was long gone. Well, anyway, it must be like it's September, late September, so that means Kentucky football fans are chirping. Seems like it happens every year. But I wanted to uh, discuss Stoops with you, his success, and Kentucky's formula going forward, Steve. Okay. You know, if you stop and think about it, Steve, um, Florida and Tennessee both have been walking through the wilderness since about 2012. Would you say that's fair? Uh, yeah, I mean, Florida won the East a few years, but in terms of true national prominence, yes. Yeah, so if Kentucky football was ever going to make hay, as they say in my neck of the woods, this, that would be a nice time to do it. And um, uh, Stoops, they talk about building a statue for him up there and all that jazz. We all know, Steve, Kentucky gets one twelfth, one fourteenth of that SEC money in Destin every year. Calipari makes nearly ten million dollars a year. Um, Kentucky throws, you know, big money at football, and. Um, uh, I guess where I'm going with this is, is is this isn't our grandfather's college football, as you well know. Kentucky's best player on their team is Barry and Brown from Nashville. He runs like a four, maybe a sub four three forty. Tennessee recruited him, and Kentucky gave him millions of dollars, and that's why he's there. I mean, and Kentucky, by the way, recruits heavily in Ohio, and there are a lot of good football players up there in Ohio, as I'm sure you're well aware. And they probably they get the second cut of what Ohio State doesn't take or recruit. And they say, hey, man, drive 200 miles down I-75 and you're in the SEC. I think that's uh, – uh, this is the Kentucky football of, that we're used to. This is, this is NIL. This is big money SEC. I think that's why Kentucky's a player in the East. Uh, I don't think they are a player in the East. Well, they're favored this week. Uh, you can be favored all you want. Doesn't mean they're a player in the East. You're, you're talking, well, they, you know, Georgia. Look, Kentucky, the last three years – Ten and three, seven and six, four and zero oh against nobody. Okay, 
I'm not demeaning what Mark Stoops has done there. I think he's done a really nice job. But to say that they're a player in the East, I think is going too far. Now, you beat Florida. And again, I don't think Florida's a player in the East either in terms of that aspect yet. But that'll be a big win. You, this is, that's why it's such a big game. If you're Kentucky, you've got to beat Florida again. You've got to beat them on your home field. If you're Florida, you've got to prove to recruits, you've got to prove to the Gator Nation that you can win a game in the league on, a, on the road like this. That's why this is a huge game. Yeah, well, maybe I misstated my comment very slightly. This, I guess what I was trying to say is this isn't your father's Kentucky, Vandy, Kentucky, and the Mississippi No, they're better. Schools. Yeah, they're better. Yeah. No, I mean, Georgia's winning the East. I'm not saying anything crazy like that. I'm just saying that the Kentucky's throwing real money at football. And Stoops is a defensive coach, Steve. I think he's a good solid. I think he's probably a defensive coordinator at the highest level. But everybody knows you got to hire an offensive coach in modern college football as your head coach. But let's just go back to Will Levis. Why in the world pre-NIL would a Penn State quarterback ever show up at Kentucky? I understand. Um, but that's the that's the world we're living in now, so what's the what's the big deal? Well, I'll, I'll wrap it up like this. In the old days, if you lost to a Mississippi school, Kentucky or Vanderbilt, it's fire the coach time. But with NIL and Portal and all that jazz, and Kentucky's got big money too, um, Kentucky's at the table whether fans around the league might not like it or not. And I don't, because I see I'm a lot closer to them than you are, Steve. You probably could walk around Gainesville for six months and not run into a Kentucky fan. I see a couple a week. Well, until they do something, I don't care what you do with the money. What do you win? Well, That's the bottom well, the line. Kentucky, well, the Kentucky fans will tell you Stoops won ten games and um, he's finished second in the East, and it's time to build a statue for him. Well, and that's you, you're making my point that I made in the first hour. Okay, I think Kentucky is one of those programs that in football, not in basketball, in football kind of understands their history and where they've been. So they're, I don't want to say they're content. You're never content, but they're okay with, you know, going eight and four and going to the Citrus Bowl. You know, that, that's right. okay. And, and I think they've accepted that. Yeah, and you got to have a down in Florida and Tennessee for them to even have a prayer sure. to nine, ten wins, which which he has done somehow. I guess when you hire Bush Jones and uh, maybe uh, one of your guys, maybe that's how that works. But I'm just going to leave you with this, Steve. There's no way in the world pre nil that Barry and Brown shows up in, in Lexington, and then that's right. why you got to take them seriously. So, All right, thank you. Yeah, but you took them seriously before, right? They won ten games in 2018. Before NIL, Kentucky. Here, I just I just looked it up. Here's their win totals since 2016: seven, seven, ten, eight, five, ten, seven. Pretty consistent seven-eight range, right? That's who Kentucky is under Mark Stoops. I'm not saying that's bad, but that's who they are. So don't tell me that they're a player. They're 4-0 this year, and that's great. And they beat Vanderbilt. So And, and, and their first three games weren't exactly against Southern Cal and Notre Dame. So this, that's why I'm telling you this game for them is just as important as it is for a Gator fan to think we need to win this game too to establish our program. Because if Kentucky is truly, and I don't have the rest of their schedule in front of me, but if Kentucky is going to move up a little bit in the hierarchy, you got to beat Florida, you got to beat South Carolina, you got to beat Tennessee. That's what you have to do. And they've done that more, 
than they have in the past, but not consistently. And you you never say never, but is Kentucky going to ever, you know, win 11, 12 games and go to the playoff? Probably not, unless they – now, look, I think Stoops is a good, solid coach, right? And here's my question. Where would you rate him as a coach in the league? He doesn't have the flash of Lane Kiffin, right? He certainly isn't in the Nick Saban mold, right? So where do you place him? Now, he's one of the deans of the league in terms of how long he's been in Kentucky. They've been, their fan base is more patient. Their fan base understands who they are. Good, bad, wrong, right. There's always going to be a few that grumble, right? Believe me, if, if Kentucky loses to Florida, they'll be grumbling. There always is when you lose. But once again, I think in general, if, that, if, if the basketball program doesn't make the NCAA tournament, you, you know what's going on in Lexington, right? They're freaking out. If they don't make a Final Four run some years, they freak out. That's just the difference in where programs are. Todd says, I agree wholeheartedly with D's call. We can't leave teams in a game by running analytically time-consuming conservative plays, hoping to score another three points or run two minutes off the clock. Regardless of the style of offense Florida wants to run, is it fair for the fans to want an aggressive style in your face, relentless. Todd, let me answer this question for you. Okay? Is it fair? I'll answer your exact question. I'll repeat it again so people hear it. Is it fair for fans to want an aggressive style in your face, relentless? No. It's, I mean, is it fair? Yes, it's fair. But here's the thing if you want that aggressive style and you don't have the personnel quite for it, or you force the issue and you throw three or four picks and you get your butt beat, are you going to feel better about it because you were more aggressive? You're not. Then you're going to call me and say, well, they're throwing the football around for what are they doing? That's how it is. So maybe in time this changes. Maybe in time with, you know, different personnel, whatever, but we will see. And, And if he continues on this analytics path, and it comes back to bite, then we'll see. He says, running or passing still can put pressure on creating mismatches, using misdirection, etc., getting four or six yards of play. If you can get six yards of play, uh, you won't be coaching and you'll be coaching the NFL. Not lining up and running middle with seven in the box or passing hitch routes uh, six to eight in coverage. Let me just I'm going to pull this up here just to make sure I'm right, okay? Um, Graham Mertz, 20 of 23 for 259. Now, that averages over 10 yards a throw. So is all of that routes to the back? Is all of that? No, it's not. His long was 32. So don't tell me that they don't do that. Maybe they don't do it enough to satisfy some people. Okay, we can debate that. But, I mean, do you take 20 of 23 for 259 in an SEC game? I think you do, as long as you can run the ball, right? And here's the thing. Florida the other night didn't run it well. They didn't run it well at all. 
right? So they averaged 3.8 yards a carry against that team. So where is the angst of, oh, my God, we, 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 can't, we can't keep running the ball when we average 3.8 yards a carry? So it just changes every week, folks. 145 time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Final segment coming up ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Alves. Tonight in the MLB, the Tampa Bay Rays will begin game one of three against the Boston Red Sox. The Rays are coming off a series loss to the Blue Jays and will be looking for a win as they are sitting two and a half games back of first place in the AL East. Live coverage of the game will begin here at 6.30. Up next in Gator Sports, the volleyball team dropped to number four ranked in this week's Volleyball Coaches Association poll despite improving to 10-1 on the year. The Gators will take on Texas A&M tomorrow at the Odom for continued SEC play. Florida will look to build on momentum after losing All-American setter Alexis Stuckey to a season-ending injury. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Alves. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Looking for your next career opportunity? The Florida Department of Corrections is hiring throughout Florida, offering a competitive starting salary of almost $50,000, plus up to a $6,000 hiring bonus at select institutions with a range of comprehensive benefits. As a correctional officer, you can start a stable career with competitive compensation in a controlled, team-oriented environment. No experience is required, so kickstart your career today and make a positive impact on your community. Text apply to DCJOB or visit fldocjobs.com to apply today. In my job, I never held back. I played hurt, and I pushed through the pain. Sound familiar? Football legend Emmett Smith had a reputation for just grinding through the injuries and pain over and over. That may be you. And QC Kinetic sees patients every day who are exhausted from dealing with the persistent pain. A lot of you work physically demanding jobs. You stand, you climb, you bend down, you reach up. And if you have joint pain, it takes all you got to earn a living. But it's time you know about QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the leaders in regenerative treatments, help relieve that debilitating joint pain without surgeries or downtime. These are natural solutions that use your body's own healing properties to give you lasting relief from the soreness and achiness. You got a job to do. I get it. But now you don't have to suffer through the pain. Check out my friends over at QC Kinetics. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union. A different name, but same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? FICARE will pay up to 5% with no monthly fees. I've been with this credit union for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. Switch today, FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. After a storm, unlicensed contractors prey on homeowners. 
Just always hire a contractor with a state-issued license. Verify if your contractor is state-licensed at MyFloridaLicense.com. Go big or go home. The cream rise to the top oh yeah that's the gator way it doesn't matter how it makes you feel you are immersed in orange and blue what is it with you folks coming to florida stay in your own country right here on espn 98.1 fm 850 a.m wruf the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be your audio home of the florida gators coming in october the Major League Baseball Playoffs, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Welcome back. Our final segment today, let's get with uh, James on the Clear Sound Audiology phone line. Hi, James. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I hope sure. you can hear me okay. I'm driving through a heck of a rainstorm. Oh, where, where uh, are you at? I'm, I'm in southeast Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, um, yeah, but before this last game with Charlotte, I, I was certainly hopeful that we wouldn't see any starters play beyond about the first quarter, and, and obviously it, it turned out to be way too close of a game for that to happen. Um, but with, with regard to the starters that we held out, I, I mean, some of them were due to suspension, so I'm not including those. But I, I have to think that some of those players probably would have played had this been, you know, going from one SEC game to another SEC game, had to have it, you know, kind of game. But – you know, the, between the medical staff and the coaches, make a decision to go ahead and sit this guy heading into a, a game with Charlotte, uh, you know, and, and give him time to heal up ahead of the Kentucky game. Do, do we have an idea of, of how many players, you know, will we'll have back yet that, that maybe could have gone against Charlotte, but the, the decision was made to hold them? Probably tomorrow, um, because two reasons. A, Billy Napier plays that really close to the vest, a la Nick Saban. Uh, um, normally they do the uh, depth chart. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. It's either tomorrow or Thursday. And that is where they announce, you know, who's not playing. But even then, it's like Steve Russell, hip. Uh, <laughs> Daniel Haviv, shoulder. They don't ever tell you you know, what the injury is or the length of the injury. Um, here, here's one in particular. We've seen Agakwin be out. You know, he came back, didn't play again last week. That's one that I suspect was give him another week to heal. He might have been able to right. play had this been an SEC game. I, I don't know that for a fact, but my sense is that because he played the week before against Tennessee. Uh, Wilson's injury was not like that. I think he was he was going to not play, period. But they've been pretty fortunate in terms of not, you know, they've avoided pretty major injuries so far. Yeah. Well, well I hope that we, we achieved the goal of letting them heal some and squeak by a win so, so we've got some healthy guys to come back for Kentucky. So, all right, Steve, thanks a lot. Okay. Go Gators. Yep, be safe. Thank you. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com, our final Five minutes or so here 
on the show. I, 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 I've said this for a long time. I'm a big advocate of this. College football should do what the NFL does. Release an injury report so that everybody knows. Yeah, but it's a big secret, you know? Well, if everybody does it, then okay. But now the way it is, I understand there is no benefit in a coach saying that. Why should he say it, right? But if everybody's sort of forced to where, you know, you do it like the NFL does it, well, then everybody knows. It's just this secret thing that, you know, coaches don't want to do. But I don't blame them uh, because of that. Uh, okay, got a couple of emails here, and then we'll call it a day. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Andrew. Got a baseball question. Says, uh, if you were to pick the World oh boy, if you were to pick the World Series matchup today, who would it be and why? <sighs> boy. I'm struggling with this. And the reason I'm struggling, I, I think the Braves, when they're healthy, have the best team in baseball. I really believe that. But their pitching has been hurt most of the year. So, you know, how healthy are they going into the playoffs? I think that's why I hesitate with them. Um, if you look at, you know, the rest of the National League and what might happen here, um, the Dodgers obviously are very good. But look what happened to the Phillies last year. Who would have thought the Phillies would do what they did and make the run, right? So sometimes it's a matter of the team that's hot getting into it. The Dodgers have won 95 games or whatever it is. Uh, I would give them the second best chance. In the American League, look, Baltimore has been really impressive. I mean, I don't think anybody thought the Orioles would win 97 games. But the Twins have to break that long scheme they have of not winning a playoff game. And, you know, our Texas and Houston is a team that would scare me the most. They've only won three of their last ten games. They won last night. But if they get in the playoffs, they've got the pedigree. They've been there. They know what it's about. So I would not want to face Houston if I were, you know, going to go about it. But today... I would probably say Atlanta and Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay is a mass unit. If they're healthy, I like Tampa Bay. I hope that helps. I, I, there's, just, there's too many variables with that to really pick um, one thing. Uh, Sam emails. He's got an NFL question I'm happy for. Uh, he says, Steve, I feel for your Jets. Uh, what's it like being a Jets fan to understand that they won't trade for a quarterback. Uh, two words. Ready for it? It sucks. That's what it feels like. But they're not going to mortgage their future, which I understand. But when Joe Namath comes out, Mr. Jet, and says it's time for this dude to go, in meaning Zach Wilson, and then he said if they don't do something, maybe it's time for the coach to go. 
that's coming from that, – that'd be like Steve Spurrier saying it's time for Billy Napier to go. It's the same thing. That's the exact same thing. So, no, it stinks. I, I told you I didn't like Zach Wilson when he was drafted. I thought he was drafted too high, and I thought he was drafted because he could flip a ball 60 yards down the field. That doesn't make you a good quarterback. It doesn't make you read defenses. It doesn't do any of that. It means you have a good arm. That's all. And now the Jets are stuck, and I think they're being stubborn. And I get it. You're going to wait if the Vikings, here's the thing, the Vikings don't, even at 0-3, the Vikings don't think they're out of it. When they get out of it, then maybe they're more apt to trade Kirk Cousins. But if the Jets are 1-5 at that point, don't trade for Kirk Cousins. It isn't going to make a difference because you have, hopefully, Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. So thank you for letting me get on my soapbox about that. Thank you for the question. Good setup question, by the way. Uh, thanks today to the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, for joining us. And uh, Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus tomorrow. Really good show. Jesse Palmer coming on here to talk about Florida and Kentucky. Uh, Gator swim coach Anthony Nesty going to talk about his Olympic coaching gig. Also, two Kentucky people will talk about the Wildcats. Their play-by-play voice, Tom Leach, and John Hale, who covers the team for the Lexington Herald Leader. And uh, all that is going to take place tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of Sports Scene. Our thanks to Daniel today, to Zach today for producing the show. We thank you for listening as always. Stay dry today. We need the rain though. So let please let it rain and then we'll worry about it later. I'm Steve Russell, ESPN, 981 FM, A50 AM, WRUF. Gainesville, U251CG, Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981FM, 850AM, WRUF.